Your mind can be the most powerful survival tool that you have at your disposal when used properly. A survival mindset will help you survive even when you have no tools, equipment, or supplies. With the proper training, you can develop the psychological skills of attitude, adaption, and awareness essential to your survival. In today's episode, we'll be talking about developing a survival mindset. Welcome to Typical Prepping, the podcast dedicated to everyday readiness and disaster preparedness. We're here to help those folks who seek to start their own disaster preparedness plan or those who have gotten started but are not quite sure where or how to take the next steps. Each week, I'll present a disaster preparedness topic with actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to start or grow your personal disaster preparation. Thanks for stopping by to listen today. I'm Keith, and welcome to Typical Prepping. Today's episode is about developing a survival mindset. Your mission in any survival situation is to stay alive. During a survival situation, you're going to experience an assortment of thoughts and emotions. These can work for you, or they can work to your downfall. Fear, anxiety, anger, frustration, guilt, depression, and loneliness are all possible reactions to any stressors common to survival. These reactions, when controlled in a healthy way, help to increase your likelihood of surviving. When the survivor cannot control these reactions in a healthy way, they can bring him to a standstill. To develop a survival mindset, you must consider the following traits. Adaptability. You need to survive in any environment. Self-control. Cooler heads prevail. Resourcefulness. Taking advantage of your surroundings. The ability to learn. Absorbing new methods and knowledge. And motivation. The strong desire to survive. Let's look at each of these traits. Number one, adaptability. This skill is probably inherited by each and every one of us after millions of years of evolution. It is the survival of the fittest, after all. The better you adapt to new circumstances and environments, the higher your chances to survive. You need to be flexible. You need to be capable of changing your plans accordingly to unexpected scenarios. Situations and surroundings might change for the worse, and they won't care about what you planned so far. Keep your ears pricked, keep your mind open and alert, keep your body ready to do things differently. Number two was self-control. A survivalist should be able to control his emotions. That does not mean that he or she is a cold-hearted slab of stone. What it actually means is that you always remain calm in the face of unforeseeable danger or situation. 
You can be aware of your natural emotional reactions. You may experience agitation, anger, fear, and so on. Yet you will not let those feelings cloud your rational decision-making processes. It's a tough quality to master, but it's very rewarding. Whatever difficulty comes your way, you will not panic. Instead, you will assess it with a cool, concentrated mind and act accordingly. Number three was resourcefulness. Once you adapt and calmly judge the situation, this trait will become handy and even crucial to your prolonged survival. How do you overcome this challenge? How do you use the environment to your advantage? Where is the shelter, food, and water? How can you use the gear you've prepared in this situation? Can you make fire? Can you filter the water? Can you find north? As a resourceful person, you can bend the situation to your needs. You can use your surroundings to your benefit. The fourth was the ability to learn. Learning is the key to preparedness. Survivalists are smart and capable of educating themselves. This quality goes hand in hand with the flexibility and open-mindedness that I've mentioned earlier. Just like you adapt to a new situation, your mind needs to be open and flexible for a new information. A survivalist is always willing to absorb new knowledge and to incorporate it with previously accumulated facts and methods. There are countless ways for you to learn something new that will make you even more prepared. There are books, videos, blogs. You can even look for mentors and experienced teachers. If you are eager to learn, I would honestly recommend SAS Survival Handbook, The Ultimate Guide to Surviving Anywhere, which you can get on Amazon. It has every possible aspect of survival knowledge and technology, and the latest edition covers such new topics as terrorism and urban survival. The books teach you about being prepared, making camp, finding food, first aid, disaster survival, and so much more. Our fifth trait was motivation. Motivation is the driving force behind your will to survive. It should be constantly with you when you're learning, when you're managing to keep your emotions in check, when you're adapting to new challenges and resourcefully taking advantage of the environment. Whatever comes your way, you need to have the inner desire to survive, whether alone or with your loved ones. Motivation keeps you going, keeps you afloat. It makes you focused on your goals, on the things that must be done in order to survive under every possible condition. Now let's look at a few other traits that are good to develop for one's survival mindset. Realism. A survivalist is neither a complete pessimist or blind optimist. He sees things realistically without tainting them with any subjective colors and filters. He recognizes the needs and the means to fulfill those needs. He realizes the gravity of any situation, estimates the danger, and thinks about the ways he can cope with the situation. He does not tend to see the situation as hopeless, nor does he think that everything will turn out just fine and dandy. The reality is a complex thing. It's never just positive or negative, and the survivor sees it for what it is. Good self-control will help with your realism. Stubbornness. This might seem like a trait that negates the suggested flexibility and adaptability, but stubbornness actually completes them. 
It basically means adopting the never-give-up attitude. You stubbornly pledge to survive. You stick to your goals no matter what and proceed using the tools mentioned earlier, as well as physical skills you've learned. This is not about being dense and ignoring everything as you plow forward. This is about being persistent and resilient, about believing in what you can do and encouraging yourself to overcome any hardship. A healthy well-being. Without sounding too poetic, your body is a vessel for your mind. You need to have a healthy attitude towards your physical well-being. Now, I don't intend to preach what you should eat and how much you should exercise, but your body is what will execute the orders sent by your will and your desires. Your body is you. Take care of it. Take care of yourself. Stay fit. Train. Improve your stamina. A healthy spirit can only thrive within a healthy body. And remember... The will to survive can also be considered to be the refusal to give up. You need to learn to overcome normalcy bias and save your life. Normalcy bias is a state of denial that many people get into when faced with an impending disaster. They underestimate the seriousness as well as the after effects of the disaster that is happening around them. This causes one to become immobilized and slip into a deer-in-the-headlights paralysis. It's human nature to assume that because nothing dangerous has happened around here before, no such catastrophe will ever happen. We see the same display of normalcy bias when large populations are asked to evacuate. Thinking about the weeks before the volcano erupted in 1980, Park rangers issued warnings advising people to evacuate the Mount St. Helens area. Some of the residents there ignored the warnings, while sightseers and campers actually circumvented the barricades and entered the park. Hey, why not? This volcano had been there for millions of years. They had camped there before and never experienced a disaster. This was their normalcy bias in action. This normalcy bias is also what prevented them from assessing the real potential danger. And on the morning of May 18, 1980, the volcano erupted violently and killed 57 people. For most of our lives, every day is for the most part the same and we are safe. But don't become lax. Life can change in an instant. Bad things do happen. Whether it's a widespread pandemic, a violent attack, or a house fire, decisive action can save you, but mental paralysis will kill you. Prepare yourself by developing excellent situational awareness and a strong survival mindset. If you're listening right now and you're creating an emergency disaster plan, then you've taken the first step to overcome normalcy bias. Remember, you can avoid being caught unprepared by thinking ahead about possible emergencies. You must make a conscious choice to overcome the effects of normalcy bias. You can be more mentally prepared to cope with an impending disaster. Be aware of what's going on around you. Realize and accept the possibility of an emergency. Learn to recognize threats and never assume that things will go as they always have. Another word of advice is do not, do not rely on anyone to save you. 
The sooner you accept responsibility for your own survival, the safer you will be. During the early stages of a disaster, people take on a calm and courteous demeanor. They may mill around waiting for someone to take charge and tell them what to do. Unfortunately, waiting might cost them their lives. Once you recognize impending danger, get yourself to safety as soon as possible. When you're faced with disaster, remember the stop rule. The S in stop stands for take a deep breath and recognize what's happening around you. T stands for think. Don't panic. Think through your predicament before you react. O stands for observe. Look at what's going on and assess your situation. P stands for plan. Think about how you're going to deal with the emergency, then follow through. In conclusion, I'd like to add that every one of us has probably experienced normalcy bias at least once. This flaw in our processing can seriously endanger us during emergency events. However, we can learn to avoid or overcome it quickly. As a matter of fact, being a prepper is a great start. All regular prepping activities such as storing food, preparing water containers, self-protection training, first aid training, building your emergency supply kit, and so on are helpful to face disaster. Encourage mental toughness and avoid normalcy bias. The more prepared you are, the easier it is for your mind to act rationally rather than rationalize or ignore the obvious. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Join me on next week's episode when the topic will be starting a food storage system. And in that episode, we'll be discussing how you can get started developing a food storage for your household. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the show and gets our message out to others looking to start or improve their prepping skills. If you found value in this content, feel free to leave me a donation at buymeacoffee.com slash typicalprepping. Your donation helps with the production cost of the show so I can continue to bring you more amazing content. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay safe and be prepared.